Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Erica. Hey, Shelby. Girl. What? You already know. What? What I'm about to ask. No, I don't. But since you're going to pretend, <laughs> what's good, what's happening, what's popping, how you feeling? I feel great. Yes. I feel really, really good. Really, really good? Like, ain't nothing new, but I'm feeling really, really good. I'm crying. <laughs> so, Erica. What about you? I feel good. I feel great. Okay. But I have a new, I have, like, a new, like, I don't want to say resolution, because I don't like to say resolutions, but I have, like, given myself a job. And what is that? I think, so, one thing that I realized that I was really thinking about at my desk when I was supposed to be working. <clears throat> Well, <laughs> never you never do that. <laughs> I do. But anyway, so I was thinking that like we, I feel like we always get together individually as friends, but like as a group, like with all of us, we rarely get together unless it's somebody's birthday. That is true. And so I have taken it upon myself. Oh Lord, I'm scared. That once a quarter to plan like a big outing, like where we can all go out and just have a good time. I'm with that. I think that would be fun. Like it could be like top golf, it could be chilling, it could be a movie night, it could be a game night, it could be like anything. It's important. But like something to where we can just all get together, cut loose, have fun, make trailer videos, and just. <laughs> I knew that was gonna be in there somehow. <laughs> First of all, I why well, was I in my apartment the other day and I made two trailer videos I'm by myself? <laughs> Do you want to guess the song? No. Meg the Stallion is one of them. No. Beat King. Yes! <laughs> Girl, did you, can you believe they had Beat King on there? I'm, I'm really shocked for I real. have to show it to you because it, I was going to post. I was like, no, I'm not going to post it. <laughs> but one's to Beat King and then one's to Slow Jams by um, Jamie Foxx, Tanya West, and all of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I had did my makeup. I was like, you kind of cute. So, girl, I was doing the most. You know what? That's funny. <laughs> so, that and girl, the second thing. What? Your girl is still in the dating game. Girl, you know what? I should give you a high five right now. Please do because... You done made it into 2020. Girl, right? (laughs) And I'm still struggling. I'm Um, crying. (laughs) But you know what it is. I'm like, I'm real life awkward. But why are you struggling? Like, what is is it? Not that I'm struggling in a bad way, but I'm just struggling to like get into the groove of dating and to get into the groove of talking. Like... I was talking to one of my friends the other day, and I I guess, like, I've built up such, like, a wall to men in general. Because, put it like this, I can like you, but in order for me, if I don't know if this is going to make sense. In order for me to really, really like you or to be in love with you, I got to be attached to you, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding myself, like, just, like, questioning, like, everything. You know, like, I know it's not a, not that deep yet or that serious yet or whatever, but it's just like, okay, Shep, are you supposed to feel something? Is this supposed to be natural? Like, is it just going to hit you like a, <laughs> like a ton of bricks? I'm crying. Like, are you supposed to be multi-dating? Like, what are you supposed to be doing? You yeah. know? Because mm-hmm. I think for me, when I first started dating a couple months ago, like, I was literally rusty. <laughs> like, I remember telling Erica one day, so... One of the guys I was talking to really made me mad, and I talked big shit. And then I called Erica two days later. I called Erica the next day and said, hey, I know I talk big shit, but I'm going to Wingstop. 
and this is my dress. Every time I, uh-huh. Oh, my God. And I did take my ass on down the way. You had me waiting up super late. I'm like, you know, it's 10 o'clock. I'm finna go to sleep. Um, it was 10.15. Where 15. is she at? <laughs> it was 10.15. Girl, you know I be sleeping. No, for real, she takes me, hey, you almost dead. For me to take my phone off, do not disturb after night, girl, <laughs> you know I'm your friend, because. <laughs> I was like, no. where is she at? And it's so funny. So my mom is the only person that knows that I'm really dating in my family. Her and my cousin Cunny, shout out to y'all, because they're the only two people that can keep a secret. <laughs> and it's so when I first told my mom I was dating, she just was not very excited. She was like, Oh, okay. I'm crying. <laughs> and you know my mama, she really wasn't. She was like, Oh, okay, that's cute. Mm-hmm. But now she's finally coming around. Mm-hmm. I told you I gotta warm my mama up. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling my dad until I know it's real. Because yeah, um bless Whoever meets my dad, bless his heart. I'm going to have to buy him a drink or If dinner. I could be a fly on that wall. Girl. <laughs> Girl. That's too funny. Well, speaking of dating and relationships, are you ready to get in the first segment? Yes. Let's do it. Okay, we've never done one like this before, so this is really cool. So I'm going to give you a scenario, and then you tell me what you think. And there's okay. actually a few questions I have after it, okay? Okay, girl. So are you ready? So you get in your car. Okay. Your candy red Mercedes. Okay. <laughs> and you pull up to the husband store. Okay, I'm ready. Only once, though. One time. Ain't no back and forth. Ain't no return to send. So I got to get him this time. No refunds. Yeah, no exchanges. No exchanges. Nope. Oh, I better get No store right. credit. Nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so when you pull up to the store, there are six floors. And the value of the products increases on each successive floor. The shopper, you, Shelby, or me, can choose any item from a particular floor or go up to the shop on the next floor. But she cannot go back down except to exit the building. Oh. So, you, Shelby, you go into the store on the first floor. The sign on the door reads, floor one, men who have good jobs. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Yes. Mm. So, you know, that's nice. You may think, but I want more. So you continue upward. Okay. And then the second floor reads, men who have good jobs and love kids. So I got some baby shovels running around here? Yeah, so you're a little bit intrigued at this point. <laughs> and then you continue to the third floor, and the sign reads, floor three, men who have good jobs, love kids, and are extremely handsome. Baby Jesus, can I get off <laughs> the elevator? <laughs> Wow, Shelby, you really thinking about this and you feel compelled to keep going. <laughs> floor number four, men who have good jobs, love kids, are extremely handsome and help equally with the housework. I better go check out this floor right here. <laughs> it can't get better than this, right, Shelby? So then you hear your voice on the inside that says, or can it get better? So you go up and read the next sign. Floor number five. Men who have good jobs, love kids, are extremely handsome, help equally with the housework, and have a great sense of humor. I like this floor. <laughs> so having found what you've looked for this time, um, you're tempted to stay. But something propels you to go to the sixth floor, which reads, you are visitor 42,215,602 <laughs> to this floor. There are no men on this floor. This floor only exists to prove that women are impossible to please. Thank you for shopping at the husband's store. I was robbed. (laughs) So with that, you know, story, what floor would you have stopped on? And do you think women are too unrealistic that the woman, like the woman in this scenario, why or why not? I'm not going to lie. I probably would have stopped on floor four. I'm crying. Um, Um, That is the floor. 
I would have so stopped So that them. was men that have good jobs, love kids, extremely handsome, and equally good with housework. Yes. Okay. Um, I would have stopped on that floor. Um, I do think that some women or some people or men, women, and both do it. I think that sometimes, like, you search and you search and you search for somebody. Mm-hmm. But I think that a lot of people are looking for perfection. And, like, for me, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm just looking for something real. I'm looking for something, like, I'm looking for somebody that's not going to fold under any circumstances. You know right. what I mean? Right. But I do think that a lot of people look for perfection. And then I think, but I think where they go wrong is when they can't find perfection, they settle for something that's yes. way not equally yoked. Yes. And I think you got to be careful with that. I think there's, like, a balance there has to be a balance between do you have my core values and what can i work with because if we're being honest when you meet somebody they're not who you want them to be right you know what i mean they can be cool they can vibe they can be fine but they're not who they're not who you need them to be to marry them and to have a family with them i think one thing that i'm learning in my relationship or not in my relationship but in dating is that okay he's not a ready-made person i'm not a ready-made person Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's thinking. He don't know what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. He don't know my expectations really yet. I don't know his expectations yet. So I think that we have to get to this point in relationships and dating and just looking for a mate, period, and knowing when you have something to work with and when you need to kick it to the curb. Yes. So what floor would you have stopped on, friend? Probably number five, because if I already know that this floor got six floors, I'm going to go ahead and stop <laughs> ahead of time. I would have been too scared, girl. <laughs> just, in, just in case. I'm going to stop ahead of time. But... No, honestly, when it said something about, like, helps equally with the housework, this is my controlling side because I like stuff a certain way (laughs) when I clean. So it's cool if you clean. But if it ain't like, I like to clean, I don't care about that. But that's a plus. I hope my man is extremely clean. Yes, and I hope my man is too because then we're going to (laughs) fight. But I do like the fact that it's a... You know, great sense of humor. Yeah. That's more important to me than are you good at housework? Yeah. So I probably would have stopped at floor five just to see, you know, how. But what if you didn't know? How many floors? There were. See, that I don't know. So what would you have stopped at? I probably would have stopped at three. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good here. Uh, Come here, boo. Um, We got kids. You're fine. We can work the rest of the time. I don't care what else is. Hey, why you talking? I probably would have stopped (laughs) here. Because I'm like, oh, this too good to be true. Let me go ahead and stop. Oh, he probably fucked me on the next floor. <laughs> try my, try my look. Ooh, I be pissed. I go to the floor for a time out. He look oh, like I a tree monster. He like Shrek. What if he looked, we got up there and he was a tree monster and he was like four foot 11. I would have jumped out the window. Forget the elevator. And then he did what up he is. <laughs> I'd have been so pissed. I'd have been, I would set the building on fire. I'm so childish, y'all. That was not in the question. It was not. But no, I probably would have stopped at four three. Um, but yes, I do think that women are too unrealistic, um, like the woman is in this scenario, because I honestly believe you're not gonna have everything that you want or that you think you want. Yeah. I do believe that you're gonna have what you need. And I think yeah. that if you don't need a man to do great housework, but you I mean, if you don't want a if you don't want a man that has good that has a great sense of humor, but you need that because yeah. Maybe That's what you, you need. Need that in your life. You I need that joy. I need that in my life. Me too. Actually. I love to laugh, and I love to make people laugh. I, mean, I I actually love to laugh. I like to laugh so. I ever just I love laughing when I laugh so hard that I just can't yes, breathe. You start crying, girl. You that's start the taking off running. Like girl, you just fall on the floor and start in a like in a bunch. Yes, I love to laugh, and I think that that is more attractive. Really, oh, for sure. Somebody that has a sense of humor. Somebody that you can have fun with. So, yes. have you ever personally been in a situation? Where you've had unrealistic expectations of your partner. 
And if yes. so, like, what was it? Or, like, how did you, like, deal with it? I don't know how I dealt with it, but I think my unrealistic expectations had nothing to do with, like, the character of the guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like, surface-level stuff. And I'm like, why do I care if he, I don't know, had two parents in his household? Like, that doesn't, yeah. like, Matter. what does that have to do with anything? You, so with Yeah, with us. And so, or some, I know some women that, like, care about how many degrees he has or wants him to be established. And I'm like, well, you can of, lose course, all that tomorrow. of course you want somebody to be established. You don't want nobody that's not established. But what does established mean? Because honestly, yeah. we all out here trying to figure it out. Listen, I mean, you could say you established, but really, what in what we context? all out here struggling? Yeah, we all trying to figure it out. So, I think yes, I have dated somebody, but I just can't really remember like what I did about it. I think yeah, that it was just it didn't work out, obviously. But yeah. I don't remember what I did about it. I was just I know that my list that I had back in the day changed. First of all, that list that shit Erica showed me, y'all, Jesus was not available. In my defense, it was in 2010. Okay, Jesus <laughs> was not available, and if he was, he would have been snatched up by now. <laughs> Jesus, is that you? No, but yeah, my list was a little bit unrealistic in terms of like things that does not matter in terms of like the character of the guy. Yeah, like that's what matters to me now. Yeah. And and not so much like, well, were you raised like me or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, that isn't. I think it's yeah. crazy, like, looking back. Because I think a lot of these things that were on this list, and we told the story all in fun. But, yeah. like, it's so crazy how what you thought you wanted isn't what you really need. Man. And then what you used to want, like, you don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole now. Man. I think that's so crazy for growth because, like, I remember, like, I've heard this story multiple times before and I've read this story multiple times before. And it just makes me think about sometimes when I am looking at surface-level things or I'm looking at what the world thinks that I should have, then yeah. I get unrealistic yes. with what I want and what I need. But when I sit back and I pray and I journal and I have a conversation with God and I get honest with myself... I realized, okay, those are nice surface level things, but yes. those are not things that are going to protect you, that are going to nurture you, that are going to ride for you, that are going to cut you in, that are going to do all of these things that really matter. Like yes. this has nothing to do with your character. And I think the older that I get and the more that I work on different things, the more that what I need, I feel like, or want gets very, very specific. Like yeah. for instance, like one thing that I used to just, I like, for instance, like, one thing, like, I feel like I used to be, like, really, really, like, want surface-level things, like, looks and all those things. Which, don't get me wrong, I want my man to be fine to me. Yes. But at the same time, like, I'm looking at your character more now. Like, then I wasn't looking at your character. I was looking at surface-level things that you had and that you displayed to the world and that looked good looking from the outside in. Yes. But now I need to see it from the inside out because I need to know that you're... That you find on the inside. Yes, because you could be fine on the outside and be horrible on Let's the inside. I have dated somebody like and that. And I feel like if, okay, obviously there's no real husband store. But right. if there were, would you actually go inside to, like, really shop around for, like, the things that you want? Because we always talk about, like, relationships are not store-bought. You can't just, That's oh, this is my boo, so we, we love each other now. No, you have to, like, build the trust and build the love and build all yeah. that. But I don't think a lot of people want to take the time to build it. I think a no. lot of people are just, like, really surface level with it. I didn't mean to interrupt you, friends. No, but it's, a, no, that's true. Like, I just honestly think, too, back to kind of what you were saying, like, people don't really show you, like, the person that they are at that moment. Because I'm, one thing that I've learned in my, like, dating experiences is that 
of course, everyone tries to put on like their best facade when you first meet them. So let's say you just bring your husband home from the store. He still got the the tag he on still him. Smell now. Yeah, you still got the receipt. Got the good color on him. Yes, but I don't. I don't. I always preach about like intentions. Like, what are your intentions? If he doesn't have good intentions, I'm not getting him from the husband's store. Like, yeah. I, he's not gonna be somebody that I pick. And it's hard to tell somebody's intentions, but I've learned in my personal life that it doesn't matter. If you know that man for five minutes, five weeks, five months, five years. He's still switch If he is looking for one thing and one thing only, it don't matter if you give it to him five months from now, five years from now. Once he get it, he gone. Yeah. Like that type of thing. Like I need to know what your true intention. Are you really, like you said, rocking for me and not just hanging around until you get what you want? Yeah. Because that's just not how yeah. I want to. So I was talking to one of my cousins over the um, holiday break, and I was just telling her kind of about my dating scenario. And I was really more so just kind of bending in different things like that because I'm really just, I don't feel like, I feel like there's a right or wrong way to date, but I feel like everybody's, everybody dates differently. Yeah. And like, I'm a very, I love to talk, I'm really outgoing, but I've been really, believe it or not, I've been very reserved during our dating, my dating period, because I'm really just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to fill you out. I'm trying to figure you out. Like, I just can't give you all of my personality at once. It's kind of <laughs> overwhelming. <laughs> um, and I have been, I have just been like so reserved and I have just been so chilling. Anybody that knows me knows that I'm always on a go or I'm always hanging out with my friends or I'm always doing something. I've been chilling so hard. My friend was like, do you ever hang out with your friends? <laughs> I was like, first off, you need to enjoy this time that you have because when my friends get back, like, we're going to be hanging out. So. <laughs> but no, my cousin told me, she was like, when you're dating someone and, you, and you're trying to figure out where you stand or you're just trying to figure it out, she was like, she was telling me, my cousin has been getting great advice lately. She was like, one question that I would ask him or bring up is like, what are your expectations of our relationship or what are your expectations of me? And right. she was like, and then you answered the question. She was like, and then she was like, it'll either evolve into just a conversation or you'll see where his head at. Because if you're asking what his expectations are of you, then you're seeing where his head was. And I was like, that's genius. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I think sometimes, I think sometimes as women are for me that I get really nervous about having conversations like that. Just because I know what I want to hear. Yeah. But I don't know if that's really what I'm going to hear or, or that's where their head is. I think those conversations are important because you mm-hmm. can't get over the hump until you have them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think for me, I'm really learning how I'm really trying to teach myself how to ask, how to ask, not how to ask for how I want, but how to see where your head is. Mm-hmm. Because you can be an amazing person, but it doesn't mean you're my person. Yeah. And I got things to do and businesses to build, so I need to know if you're on this boat or not. Yeah. And I don't think there's any problem asking questions. Because yeah. I'm that person. I will ask you a question. Yeah. Look, sir, um, what is we do? Oh, I have a story to tell you. So, huh. <clears throat> when I was on vacation, mm-hmm. I met this fine little baby named Isaiah. Okay. What was that? Was Isaiah black? Yes. Okay. And he was. I didn't know. He was a whole snack. Oh, um, was he tall? Was he light? Was he dark? He was he tall. Look? He was about my complexion. He had a full beard. Y'all know I like a full Ooh. beard. Um, was he bald? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're petty. <laughs> he had hazel eyes. Oh. And he had a low cut, which I love. Oh, and it was oh just my gosh. There's something cut. about mm-hmm. a low cut. That you just walked through the door like, sir. Sir. If that, was on, if that was on floor number one, we out. <laughs> <laughs> no elevator needed. We out. Well, <laughs> ring up the receipt. Thank you, Jesus. 
<laughs> no, but anyway, so Isaiah. Um, so anyway, what was I gonna say about this man? Oh, so I'm having lunch with uh, my friend, and we're laughing about the Cowboys game that we were watching at the time. And I had yeah. my cowboy shirt on because I'm, you know, the yeah. most. So he comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, I really like your shirt." I'm like. Thank you. Are you from Dallas or what? Like, um, because I already had like three drinks, so I was already like, yes. Are you are you available? No, <laughs> I didn't say that. Um, but anyway, we just like had sparked up a conversation. We were all joking with each other, and then my friend busts out. So how old are you? I'm like, be quiet. Like, get up on You gotta ask. But I'm like, how yeah, how old are you? Because I'd be like, yeah, I ask questions after I'm in a relationship with you. But if I'm like, like, just you don't talking. ask the pre qualified question. I don't ask the prerequisites. <laughs> Anyway, so he was like, I'm 34. I'm like, I'm th- you know what, God? You know what? <laughs> so long story short. So my friend was like, okay, well, um, she said something. Then he walked away, but then he came back. I'm like, why is he Shout coming out back? Shout out to for Noel for asking out the yeah, question. Yeah, so I, she, we were laughing about something, and I look over, and he's staring dead in my face, like dead in my face to where he had to look down and start <laughs> laughing because I caught him staring at me, and I was like, this is awkward. So he ends up coming back over there. And we asked him where he's from. He's from L.A. Okay. And um, so then Noel here's going to, she's like, well, are you available or what? I'm like, <laughs> Lord. I'm like, this is so awkward. He was like, well. Oh, that's never good. Dang. I'm like, what is it? I was like, you got a wife. You got a girlfriend. You got a baby mama. Like, what is it? And he was like, well, I'm on and off. I'm like, on and off. I said, so that means you got a living girlfriend or what? And he was like, yeah, we live together. I'm like. At least you were honest. Some dudes Once we really asked, have the nerve. I said, why would y'all in my face, Kiki Kaka? Like, <laughs> why were you? Why were you in our faces? Like, but I said all that to say, like, he was attractive. Like, from what I'm attracted to, but he but that ain't ready. the person for me. Yes, this is random. Okay, <laughs> it just reminded me when you said he looked you dead in your face. Do you remember when we were at Essence the first year? And that dude yelled across the whole oh restaurant. We were at this restaurant. I kid you not. And it was a nice restaurant. It was it so was, bougie. It was so bougie. <laughs> like white tablecloths. <laughs> and first of all, yes, it was um, like this. So we were in there. And then there was this other group of black people. Uh, they were from New York. Yes. And this one dude really took to Erica. He like he came. This is off topic, but this is funny. He came to our table. Squares in between Erica and her friend and kept talking. And I said, Erica, out of all the single bitches here, he going to talk to the one girl that's not single. But that's not even the kicker. That's not what took me out. What took me out is they had a table and so there was a wait. And so they all squares at this little table and he yelled from across the restaurant with all these white people. Erica, you want a drink? I was so embarrassed. So embarrassed. Y'all. I was on the floor. Like and Erica goes Erica goes stiffing up and look down. No, he's talking to you. I literally put the menu up over my face. I was so embarrassed. Like she said it was a nice restaurant, you know, like candlelit, white tablecloth. And he like, Erica, you want a drink? And then was it me or somebody was like, if you don't need a if you ain't buying her a drink, if you ain't buying all of us a drink. There was no one. No, I was like, if you ain't buying all of us a drink, you ain't buying her a drink. And I was like, I'm with Noel. He was kind of cute though, now that he I think was. about it. He, he was, was 
He was real aggressive, though. You know what? He slid his whole chair up to our table. Listen, you, you know what? You say you want aggressive, you better be ready. Hey, he, he let hey, me know. He was going to have you. If you would have <laughs> let him, he would have had you. He was ready. Anybody that screams across a nice white people restaurant, you want you should have took the drink. You know what? He fell in love with them blonde highlights. I remember I had that blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, he was real fine. Oh, he had a bob. Ooh, oh, girl, sheesh. He, he took me out when he, when he squares that chair. Because we didn't move. We didn't. He, he like moved his seat and got all close to Erica. Yes. I was like, are we not here? That was Are so we funny. not here right now? That was so funny. But when that yell across, I'm sorry, friend, that took me out. And it yeah. just reminded me when you said that. And I just had to share with the people like, <laughs> we begin into the most awkward. Yes. We begin into the most awkward situations. And a lot of times we really don't know what to no, do because we we're so nice. Yes. Like we talk big shit, but we really are super, super nice. And we don't like to hurt people's feelings. Yes. But that took me out. Eric, I'm literally red. Like, <laughs> like, he just didn't have no shame. I was like, He didn't have no table manners, but he was fine, though. He was real chocolate, real too. Mm-hmm. And he had swag. He just had that persona, mm-hmm. girl. At the time I was in a relationship, she'll be like, out of all the all the girls at this damn table. <laughs> I was like, do we just have not that But big? I feel like that's true sometimes, though. Like, when you're in a relationship, it's like you get more attention than you do when you're not in a relationship. Like that's when so I'm true. When you're single, it's like nobody's going to you. Sometimes things like that, but then yeah. when you're in a relationship, it's like everybody want to talk to or you. Even when you're talking to somebody, you like getting to know them. It's like everybody come. Where was you when <laughs> I didn't have nobody? Oh, then another thing. Sorry, another another story. Uh, on vacation, um, your girl was wild, and no, she wasn't wild. But um, our New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. Now I love a man in a suit. Girl, they had there was this whole group of dudes, like maybe five of them mm-hmm. were just standing outside and i was trying to get my coat at a coat check yeah and all of a sudden i hear like damn y'all fine i'm like well who you talking about <laughs> I, turn around. I know no just playing i turned around and he was like no really y'all are too beautiful to like be in this club like it was a whack club at one point so we left or whatever went somewhere else but he was just like trying to spark up conversation with me and my friend and he was like complimenting complimenting us on our outfits and so i complimented back like i don't think there's anything wrong, wrong with just Somebody gives you a compliment, thank you, and yeah. give one back. Don't just be like, Ugh, why are you talking to me? Because, I mean, he looked nice in his suit, but, like, I wasn't, like, yeah. attracted to him. But I told him, I was like, all of y'all look nice in his suit. There was this baby in his burgundy suit, wherever he at, Jesus. If you want to drop him off Girl. in Dallas, Texas. He was that, so fine. That man. You know what that Lord. reminds me of? When we went to that conference in Atlanta, and you just... <laughs> And you didn't see that baby in that green suit? I did This man, this black man, girl, and he was fine. Erica was talking to me going up this escalator. I don't even know what we're supposed to be talking about, but Erica know, was talking to I me. I was really having a conversation. Me and Erica <laughs> was talking. We were going up this escalator. I saw one of the finest dark chocolate <laughs> men I ever saw. <laughs> My favorite color in the world is green. Y'all, he had on this grass green tailored suit. Mm-mm-mm. And I was just staring at him. And Loki, he caught me, so then I had to look down. And then Erica was talking to me every time I, so what do you think? I said, I'm so sorry, friend. I didn't hear nothing you said. I literally never saw him. And I never saw that baby again. I almost went yes. down the escalator the wrong way yes. to try to see this baby. A, gr- a grass green suit? <laughs> that baby didn't come to play. Then he had a necktie. Man, something about a suit, y'all, like, really. When you can just dress up in a suit. Bruh, girl, you can say whatever. You can speak another language. I'm with it. Sorry, do you want to get in here and like cook? Like, what's popping? What's happening? But it's so crazy. Like being out in different cities, like you realize that like, sometimes guys are just different how they approach you. Yeah. Like when they're not from where you're from, and you just realize the approach is different. Yeah. Because even though when you're somewhere like I was in Vegas, like 
everybody from all over the world be there. So oh, you yeah, just really sure. don't know where people are from. But I, I realized the people that I met there, the guys specifically that I met there, they're just, they will approach you with no shame. Like, Girl, that's what I found. I found like when I travel, men, like, they just go for the jugular. They get right yes, to the money, like, real quick. And like, I'm a real, like, I love to talk and stuff like that, but I get really shy and I get really awkward. So sometimes when guys approach me, I'm just awkward. And it's not them. I'm just awkward. I don't me know too. what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm like, eh. Yes. Like, um, the guys from Nebraska. The, the guys no. from Nebraska. First of all, <laughs> this is turning into story time with it Erica is. and Shelby. Okay. But anyway, so me and Erica went to San Francisco one time. <laughs> we were celebrating promotion or whatever. But we, I think we have. We just said. I think we literally just said, let's go to San Francisco. Which we had an amazing time. Yeah. And so we decided to go out to the club. And we were looking like some snacks like we usually do. <laughs> so the club we went to, it was nice. But it just wasn't popping. But let me refresh this by saying it was super cold. Mm-hmm. And so me and Erica were like standing and dancing whatever. And Erica, <laughs> Erica tells me, do not look up to your left. <laughs> and I did not. But. They still came over there, Man. and they, long story short, they had, like, Erica, you tell the story. They had gold grills in, in their mouth, um, front and bottom grill. Um, they they real, was real thuggish. Um, like, I like a little thugging, but don't look like one. Like, um, yeah, like, <laughs> gentlemen. Yes, like, don't scare me. Um, so, yeah, they approached us. Like, one dude, he had, like, all white, like, when you start your pants. Like, no offense, no offense to anybody that does that. But when you're at the club, I really don't feel like you should be starching your pants. But... <laughs> Like, he came up. What did he say to you? I think he said something to you first. I don't know what he said, but I was just trying to be nice because he. I did not want to offend homeboy. Like yeah, he I looked did like not. he was about that life. Yes, he did. But long story <laughs> short, he. I took everything in me not to laugh. First of all, I didn't. Okay, let me tell you what he said. So basically, he was talking, and then first he said, "We some real niggas from Nebraska," and I was like, "That's how you." In my head, I was like, "That's how you pick up women." <laughs> Second of all, I didn't know black people really lived in Nebraska. I was like, we we got we got us in Nebraska. And then okay, man, do not ask me this. Don't ask me what I'm about to do after the club. I I can't I cannot with that. (laughs) Sir, it doesn't matter. You're not gonna be involved in whatever I'm doing. Going home, being a woman of God. That's what me and Erica said. We're like, we're going back to the club to the crib and we're gonna chill. And they went into this whole thing. Sir, if you don't back your ghetto ass up, I don't have time for this. Yes. Oh my gosh! Oh, me and Eric had a story for days. Then we went to Atlanta, and God dropped us off in the man cave, and Erica cussed me out. Oh yeah. <laughs> so long story short, <laughs> we were in a conference, but there was also a all men's conference. So we were in our Uber, and it dropped us off at the back of the hotel. What happened to be a whole men's conference going on at that door that they yeah. open, and here goes Shelby just go right up to the door. And my defense, I had been sleeping the Uber and I was very tired, and I had a really bad toothache. And I'm over here looking at all the pieces of candy that God just gave us. And, and the crazy <laughs> thing is, they let us in, but they had to be looking out the window yes. to let us in the door. Yes. And so I guess I don't know if they were trying to talk to us. I don't know what happened. I really don't remember. I just know we was going up the escalator, and Erica was like, "You always say that you're ready for a relationship, and God is." Drops you in the man cave and your ass is going up the escalator. You not ready. I was like, he is not coming up to read thorough too while you in your bonnet. Y'all, she really gave it to me. I was like, what? I really did. But that is funny. Because, I mean, they really did open the doors for us. They did. They was really looking. Like, they ain't seen no me. They probably ain't seen no women that whole weekend. (laughs) But we did see some women that were trying too hard when they did see those men. I don't like that either. But, um... 
Because I feel like if a man wants you, he wants you. If he's going to approach you and talk to you, like, he's going to approach you and talk to you. It don't matter. Like, he just got to want to. If yes. he don't want to, he don't want to. No. I'm not going to go up to you if you don't come up to me and say hello. And I think guys can smell, like, which kind of woman you are. Like, whether you're just going to be a real quick freak in the sheets for the night. Or yeah. you're going to be, like, the wifey type. Right. Because I've just evaluated different types of approaches I've gotten. And I feel like whatever I give you, if that ain't what you looking for, then yeah. you're gone. First of all, if you can't call me, it's all the way a no. First of all. I was somewhere. I was, girl, I was trying to go to the library. That's, I'm crying. Literally, first of all, did you know, hey, if anybody lives in Arlington, can y'all get me a library you card? To solicit? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yes. Her hey. hustle don't stop. <laughs> hey, if y'all live in Arlington, hit me up because I want to get a library card from Arlington. But I don't technically live in Arlington, but that's the closest library. So, for real, slide in my DMs and give me a library card. But, no, I was coming out the library trying to get some books. And I was really upset because they wouldn't let me get a free library card because I technically live in Grand Prairie. Yeah. So, I was really upset. Anyway, I get my toe out the door. And these two gentlemen come around the corner catcalling. They going to get mad at me because I didn't want to talk to them. Sorry, you didn't even ask me what my name was. And second of all, you need a haircut. I'm <laughs> you and your friend and I'm over this girl I must have scurried onto my car and like they were like walking behind me girl there was a truck coming across girl I must have dashed across the thing <laughs> sir this car is gonna take you out if you try not to follow at me the library that is hilarious men don't stop no they don't but if they was on the first floor I'm guess you would have turned right back around girl would have went right back in the <laughs> Same with them real niggas from Nebraska. Bye. This is not the store for me. Have you ever seen, made eye contact with somebody and just went the opposite way? Like, yes. dang, I didn't mean to do that. Yes. It was yes. so funny. Like, Shudder was telling me one day. He was like, friend, like, when you out, like, you were so quick. Like, you would disappear. He was like, you will move. You will run. I was like, look, I can smell a dude trying to come yes. over here from a mile away. And I don't have time for it. He was like, you be quick with it. You got but to. But I have to. You really do have to be on alert for real. But let's keep it moving to our next segment is called The Journey. So this is when we talk about um, our journey to building our brand, all things melanin, and just something that we've learned or some advice or tips that we want to share. So um, let's talk about teamwork. So teamwork allows us to dive, sorry, divide, divide and conquer. <laughs> um, <laughs> dive in and divide <laughs> and conquer. One thing we've learned is our strengths and weaknesses of each other. Let's talk about how we utilize each other's strengths to our advantage. So each name a strength of the other person. What does that look like? And how do we do this? So I think that when we first started our brand, we were trying to be all things to everything. And I think one thing that I've realized is we can't do that. Yeah. And facts. that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you can divide and conquer, I think that allows you to... I guess do more and do things like that. And I think Definitely. for me, I realized that like around year two, mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay, something's going to have to give. I would say like two of Erica's, Erica has a lot of strengths, but I would say like the one that I, the two that come to mind are one, like she is like really creative, like with graphics and different things like that. That's not my ministry. I can do it. <laughs> I'm crying. But that's not my ministry. It's not, Erica can turn any type of graphic podcast quote, Anything that we talk about and that we give her, and she can make it amazing. She made our like media kit like so amazing. I was like, who is this? <laughs> That's that. <okay>. And <laughs> then the second thing is, I would say Erica is a very. I'm trying to find the word. Erica is a very analytical, fact finding person. Facts. If it don't make sense. Erica's coming with it. <laughs> Erica, not, Erica's not with the bullshit. <laughs> She'd be like, friend, that's cute, but okay. Like she. <laughs> 
she's a fact finder. She's analytical, but she's very sensible. Because if you know me, you know that I can go off on a whole tangent and I can be ready to jump in the ocean. <laughs> and I could be like, wait, do you got your scape? Do you got your gear? <laughs> Is somebody going to be down there to get you? Yeah. <laughs> and I think for us, like, those are two things that are very, that are very needed for our business and different mm-hmm. things like that. And even though, like, I, I do, I can do the graphics and I do do the graphics and I can be analytical and I can think things through, like, that's one of those things I feel like is 70 30. That's 70% Erica, 30% me. And then I just come in when she needs me to come in. Mm-hmm. And I think that works because then that frees me up to do other things, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think once we divide, I think once we learned what each other's strengths were, we let each other do those things. But one thing that we that we are working on in 2020 is cross training the other person so they can do it if they need to. Yes. Yeah. I That's think, what I'm saying. Okay. Well, thank you for it. You're welcome. Um, for you, I'll name two things since you name two things in mind. Um, one I would say is you're very good at finding information. Now anybody can Google. Yeah. But Shelby will be like the FBI agent of finding information and how we could do something or what event we can go to or what is going to benefit our brand for what reason i'm like how did you find this like where did you see this at and she'd be like oh i just saw it on social media i'm like girl no like you you really have like a gift of finding things like that so i would say that is definitely your strength and another thing that i would say balances my strength that you named of mine about like analyzing things i think you're really good at thinking outside of the box even though i analyze everything sometimes that keeps a person from thinking outside the box. Yeah. Because just because, like, you have, like, amazing ideas, but it's a strength to be able to think beyond the normal. Yeah. So I would say that, and I think that that balances each other because you need somebody to think yeah. outside the box, and then you need somebody to be like, okay, well, how are we going to yeah. get to this box? Or yeah. how are we going to get out of this box? Yeah. So I think that that is a way that both of our strengths balance each balance each other. Um and I think how we do this is we just let each other play to our strengths. Yeah. Like Shelby said, like, if she doesn't like doing the graphics, like, she's not going to sit up here and try to do the graphics. Like, if she knows that that's what I want to do, I'm going to do it. And just for her, like, you're very, like, sociable with our social media. Like, you're really more active on there, period, like, on your personal. I love And you love social, social media. media. So it's like you're really, like, using those strengths and yeah. having, like, your whole degree in PR, like, you're using those strengths to to benefit the brand yeah and i think if you just play on each other's strengths yeah. and let each other practice and do what they need to do yeah then that's how you yeah win in teamwork and i think another thing is like we let each other be who we want to who, who that person wants to be and mm-hmm. i think one thing that we have that we had a discussion with at the end of 2019 was um i asked erica i said erica like is there something that you know you're not doing that you want to do or something that you want to learn or something or some type of collateral i don't know if that's the right word or experience that you don't have that you want to have so i think that we always open the floor for each other to be who they need to be to be who they want to be and then to be creative in different things like that um i think that we've always worked good as a team but i think recently we really had to start working more effectively as a team yeah and we really had to split some things up and different things like that. I think that our teamwork has evolved. I think that it's gotten a lot better. But I also think because our teamwork has gotten better, I also think that it's really, like, helped our friendship and personal lives and different things like that, too. Mm-hmm. 
I definitely think that's important. And also, in a way, we kind of have similar weaknesses, I would say. Yeah. Like, I think we both don't know when to stop. No, we don't. <laughs> and that, that's why, you know, a couple of times we were just, like, burnt out and we couldn't. We're both very, very creative people. Yeah. And so when you're creative, you sometimes you burn out and you just have writer's block or creative block and you just can't think of anything because yeah. we don't know when to stop. Yeah, we don't. We don't know when to take a break. But we have analyzed that. And yeah. we realized, hey, like we just had a discussion before we started recording that we were going to take breaks on certain things. Yeah. Um, over the time because we have so much content to work with. Like, I don't think. Shelby, I don't think people really understand how much effort we put into this. We really do. Me and Erica probably talk. Um, Erica's probably the one person besides, besides my mom that I talk to every single day. Like, literally. Whether it's friendship stuff yeah. or blog stuff. But we literally, like, put our heart and soul into our brand. And, like, I know for me, like, Erica tell you, I'm a spare the moment person. So, I got to tell you right then. So, mm-hmm. Erica could be working on a whole project at home and she get this whole paragraph from me. <laughs> It should like, be like, okay, girl. It should be typing, and then she won't type it out later. Okay, friend, I'll get back to you. <laughs> but no, but seriously, but that works for us. And I feel yeah. like even though we are a team, the bigger that we grow, we're going to need a yeah. team around us. And for I sure. think that that kind of scares me a little bit because I trust you with our brand. Like and if I, trust I just you. go away for two months, like I know that you will not run it into the ground. Right. But. I just, that's going to be a challenge for me because I've always said this just personally. Like, I just got to, I don't trust people like that. Yeah. Off the bat, especially with something so important to yeah. both of us. It's literally our baby. Like, we yes. literally, we literally birthed this from Essence Fest. Exactly. And so, it's, it's like giving away your baby. Would you let your baby stay with somebody for two months that you don't know? No, it's going to stay with my mama. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Somebody that you trust. So, But I do realize that teamwork, whether you're doing something by yourself, you're going to need help. If you're trying to get to a particular goal, you're going to need the help. And yeah. we're eventually going to need that help. Whether yeah. it's us just starting to do uh appearances or yeah you know speaking engagements we'll need somebody there to like capture it for our social media or go live yeah. for us or you know eventually whatever we need like we can't do everything by ourselves that's how the successful people i always look at beyonce or oprah or somebody or tyler perry he got all these shows but he ain't doing it by himself yeah he has help he has a team he yes has people behind him doing yeah. it, helping him so that's important too yeah I agree. I just think overall, I think that we do an amazing job working together and being a team. I yeah. think we have, I think we've learned a lot from each other, but I think that our teamwork has allowed us to both grow personally and professionally. Yeah. And I think it's allowing us to get experience, experience and collateral and things that we want to do. Because at the end of the day, like all things melanin is literally like our baby and like we're literally like proud parents. Yeah. I think I tweeted the other day, I was like, literally, this is my baby that I share custody with. <laughs> <laughs> 50, 50. 50, 50. <laughs> but no, nah, for real. I just think, I think teamwork has allowed us to get this far. And I think teamwork is going to allow us to go farther. Yes, it is. And that's why I think that it's good that we recognize this now. Yeah. And that we already work effectively as a team so that when we are building our team, yeah. we know like how to divide and, and, and conquer. conquer. Yes. So let's move on to our mentor moment. I love this when we can give our advice. So this um, this segment is when we read a listener letter and then we tell you what our thought 
thoughts are about it. So the letter says, hi, Erica and Shelby. I need your advice. I'm at a crossroads. My best friend and I have been best friends since elementary school together. We've literally grown up and done everything. We were in the same extracurricular activities in school, went to the same college and do pretty much everything together. I recently graduated from college, got a job and new spot and started my post-grad life. My friend had some challenges and is still in college finishing up her degree. Lately, she's been acting weird and throwing jabs at me, distancing herself from me and acting like someone I don't know. I'm not going to lie. It makes me feel some type of way. Should I confront her about her behavior or let it ride and charge it to the game? Shelby, you want to take that one? Um, <laughs> Sure. So one thing I will say is this could be a possibility. Like, I know that your friend is not being the best friend right now, but I feel like sometimes when somebody isn't doing good, it's not about, it's not really about you, it's about them because they don't, I feel like your friend isn't in a good place with herself. Breach. Like, I don't feel like she's happy with herself. I don't feel like she's where she wants to be. And I think that she probably wants to be happy for you and wants to be the type of friend, but sometimes... When you excel before your friends excel and you take off before your friends take off, they feel some type of way because they're still referencing the you that they knew growing up because y'all were on the same playing field. But I'm telling you, when you get out of... One thing I learned is when you get out of college and you start getting jobs and traveling and different things like that, you're not on the same playing field as you were with your friends in college. There are different seasons in your life where... Some of your friends are going to be killing it and you're not going to be killing it. There are going to be seasons where you're going to be killing it, Erica, and I'm not going to be killing it. And I think that sometimes a lot of people don't know how to be happy for their friends and cheer for them in their down season. I think that your friend has to really work on herself and get to a better spot. Do I think that she's acting correctly and acting like a good person? No. Right. But do I think that she has some work and she's just not happy? Maybe she's not happy because... She hasn't graduated college. Maybe she's not happy because you graduated. You got a job. You're living your life. You mm-hmm. can do those things. And when people see you progressing without them, that can make them feel some type of way. I feel like if you really, really feel some type of way about it, I think that if you want to, you can bring it up to her. But then I think that maybe in this season while you're excelling, like maybe try to encourage her too and let her know, hey, you're still doing a good, you're still doing a good job. Yeah. You're in college. You're still following your dreams. Because I really feel like there's not a certain timetable for everything. A degree at 21 is a still a degree at 25. Mm-hmm. A job at 26 is still a job at 22. There is not a timetable for you to live your life and to be successful. And I think that maybe encouraging your friend a little bit will go a long way for her. Not so not maybe so she doesn't feel, I guess like left out and left behind. Because I think sometimes when you get in the real world and you start excelling but your friend ain't. Yeah. That's hard. Mm-hmm. And I've experienced that before. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head when you said that she's struggling with something within herself. And But I do think if you are best friends, you definitely should. It doesn't have to, com- don't confront her, but maybe like talk to her in a certain way that makes her feel like, hey, yeah. I'm here for you. Like I've noticed you've said some things. Like what is it about? Because I would definitely not 
um, advise you to just let it ride or charge it to the game or whatever because yeah. I think that that could build up and then it'll blow up into something that would ruin your friendship when it could have just been something you talked about. Yeah. So I think if you value this person and you really can understand what she's going through because if you've graduated and you know how it is to be in college and like just be thinking you ain't ever going to finish, like yeah. I think that it's important if you value this friendship to talk to her from her standpoint. Yeah. But then also, all you can do is try. Yeah. Because some people will be like, oh, well, no, nah, it ain't nothing wrong with me. Like, you wouldn't understand. Like, you know, some people don't want to go there with you. But if you're her best friend, I feel like it would be a good thing yeah. for you to just talk to her. Yeah. But don't come offended to her, being like, yeah. well, you said this. and I yeah. No, don't do that. But on the other hand, for your friend that is throwing jabs, <laughs> I think that obviously it is something that she's dealing with with within herself but also I don't really understand why people that go through the things that you go through throw it back in your face type of thing that's not that doesn't come from a loving place so I do understand why you would feel some type of way because like I've had that in my life like people say little slick stuff and I'm like whoa where'd that come from well it came from however you've been feeling so I think all it needs to have is a conversation. All you can do is try. If it if she's not willing to open up to it, then that's when you can just kind of pull back and let her figure it out. Yeah. Because there's only so much advice or talking you can do, whether yeah. it's your best friend or not. Like, yeah. sometimes people just ain't going to want to hear you. And I think sometimes, like, what you say, like, sometimes people aren't wanting to hear you. So sometimes you just got to pray and give it to God. Yeah. Because I know there have been times in my life where me and my friends have been on different pages and I may have felt some type of way or they may have felt some type of way. I literally just prayed about it and I was like I gave it to God and I prayed about it and I feel like he began to change their heart and my heart you know what I mean yeah because I remember when I got out of school when I got out of college I was I, I was fortunate enough to have a job and to start working that wasn't the case for all of my friends and different things like that so I had to be a little bit more sensitive and I had to you know I guess adjust to that as they were adjusting to to life post-grad I was adjusting to life post-grad but I think that we have to realize kind of back to what we we're saying is that everybody's journey is different yes. but I think that if you pray for your friend and that you just try to have a discussion with her but you also try to encourage her and to be a friend because just because you're a post-grad and you got a job in a spot doesn't mean that you get to stop being a good friend and a good best friend yes. because sometimes we're so used to our friends being one day one way I can tell you when you get down in the dumps and you get depressed or you get down or whatever you're not who you you're not who you usually are yeah. and sometimes you don't mean it and you don't want it to come out that way but that's just what you're rejecting and I would tell you that a kind word goes a long way a prayer goes a long way and a good job I'm proud of you goes a long way yeah because you don't know how that can affect her and maybe that will change her attitude but other than that I would definitely say just pray about it yes and one last thing I will add to that is that um for the friend I think a lot of the times because we all do this is the reason why she may be feeling some type of or acting weird or throwing jabs is because she's comparing herself to you. Yeah. And that's how you like get yourself into a miserable state of mind is when you compare yourself to your best friend or compare yourself to strangers, people that you see on social media, like that will get you to feeling like you're not doing enough. Cause I've done that before. I've been looking at somebody like a celebrity. I'm like, why do I even care that they are here? And I like, I don't know this person that's dumb, but it will literally mess with your mind when you start comparing yourself to other people. So like you said, everybody's journey is different. So you have to just go with what your journey is and believe me you <laughs> whatever is for you is for, for you. you it's not god is not gonna give something that's for somebody else to i mean that's for you to somebody else yeah so just 
I think that that's maybe something that she's struggling with is just comparing herself to your journey as well and thinking maybe she's not um, adequate enough or something. But just talk about it. If talking don't work, pray about it. Do both. That's all I got for y'all. Yeah. So if you have any questions that you would like for us to answer during our Mentor Moment segment, email us at allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on Instagram at allthingsmelanin underscore underscore. So our last segment of the day, we're going to leave you with words of encouragement. So let them know, Shelby. So um, our words of encouragement come from Psalms 34.4. I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed freed me from all of my fears. Um, So one thing I've really been working on personally is really having genuine quiet time with God and praying to him and not having that like, surface level prayer but really praying to him really journaling my prayers and really just getting really honest about the things that I want and different things like that one thing that I realized for myself is that when I come to God in my most purest and humblest form with my worries with my fears and with life I always feel freed when I leave from having a conversation with him or I leave from being in his presence and I think a lot of times we have fears or we have weight on us because we're not giving it to God and we're not being genuine when we're praying to him and we're going to him in quiet time. So I really want to challenge everybody every day, spend a certain amount of uninterrupted time with yes. God. But don't pray those cute prayers. Don't pray those surface layer prayers. Don't pray small. Yeah. Like literally get really honest with God and pray and let it all out and don't leave anything in your heart because at the end of the day he already he already knows what you're thinking he already knows what you're Mm -hmm. afraid of he already knows what you're fearful of or worried of so why wouldn't you talk to somebody who is literally available 24 7 365 days of the year 366 only only year (laughs) like why wouldn't you want to talk to somebody like that somebody that already loves you somebody that already cares for you somebody that still loves you when you're broken when you're messed up when you don't have nothing left to give you can't do anything for god right there's nothing that you can do for him, but he can do everything for you. Mm-hmm. That's the one person that I want on my team when yes. I ain't got nobody. Yes. As long as God is for me, I don't. I literally don't care who's against me. Mm-hmm. So if God loves you and he protects you and he goes before you and he's going to do all these amazing things and he's the one person that you can talk to when you ain't got nobody. Yep. He's the one person that you can go to when you feel like you don't have anything left to give. He's the only person sometimes that you feel like cares or loves you and all these other things, why wouldn't you just go to him in prayer and just let it all out on the field, on like in prayer? So one thing that has helped me is really just getting really honest and spending interrupted time with him and and praying. And I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I don't hear God speak to me when I pray. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, even though I feel free, if this makes sense, I don't feel like I got everything out of it that I thought I should have. Yeah. But in reality, God gives me what I need when I need it. And I think that in order to hear God's voice, in order to be in his presence, in order to have discernment, in order to live the life that you've been called to live, you have to spend time with him point blank in the period. Because if you don't go spend time with him in prayer and free yourself from the things 
that are holding you down. You're never going to get to your destination because you can't carry baggage to where you're going. Yes. The more baggage you carry, the longer it's going to take you to get to your destination. Yes. Like you literally have to free yourself of fears and worries and baggage and things that are of Satan. God's not going to take you into your season or into what he's called you to do until you have literally released everything that he needs you to release or until you have learned everything that you need to learn. And the only way that you're going to do that and to get where you need to be is if you spend quality time with God and you pray to him and you leave everything that you got at his feet every single day. Yes, I totally agree. The only thing I can add to that is... Praying to God is literally just a conversation with him. And sometimes, like you said, I don't have the words to say. Like, I think sometimes God, I don't hear from him because he just wants me to sit still and he wants me to get quiet because I'm always doing something on the run. My brain is over here. I'm thinking about this and that. But when you pray and you release all of that worry or what's on your mind is you literally feel light. Like you feel like the burden is lifted off of you sometimes. And sometimes my prayer is just tears. Like I'm just releasing that worry or whatever is bothering me at the moment. And sometimes my prayer is just thanking him. Yeah. Even when you, the the real strength in faith is thanking him when you haven't seen your breakthrough. Listen. Thanking him when nothing has changed. Yeah. Thanking him when you don't even see how it could change. Just thank him. And I think that sometimes we go to God with just, oh, I want this. I want that. Why hasn't this happened? Do this for me. Do this for me. Like sometimes he just wants you to thank him. Be grateful. Um, Go to him with, thank you, God. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for my fam. Like whatever is on your heart to thank him. So I think even doing that will reset your mind and free you from what you had been worried about before you started praying. I agree. So leave this one out with prayer. (laughs) <laughs> Heavenly Father, we come to you as almost we know how. Thank you for each and every person that's, that has um, assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray that whatever they are holding on to, whatever they are fearful about, whatever they are worried about, we pray that they would come to you, Lord Jesus, and lay it all at their feet. We pray that you would release them of worry, release them of baggage, release them of anything that is holding them back, Lord Jesus. We pray for their friendships. We pray for a love that they deserve, Lord Jesus. It's not a selfish love, but an unconditional love. We pray for their relationships. We pray for them at their jobs, Lord Jesus. We pray that if anybody is messing with them or they're troubled or they're upset, said or whatever it may be we pray that you would protect them on their job we pray that you would give them to discernment lord jesus to always do the right thing we pray that you would give them the discernment to always go in and put their best foot forth we pray lord jesus that you would allow them to live their best lives lord jesus only you know what they are struggling with or what they are worried about or what they are dealing with and we pray that you would relieve that lord jesus in your timing we pray lord jesus that you would allow them to receive the desires of their heart we pray that you would go before them and protect them we pray that you would go before them and always love them and show them the type of love that they deserve lord jesus we pray that if someone is trying to play them we pray that if someone is not gene we pray that if somebody has served their purpose that you would give them the sign that they cannot deny lord jesus we pray that you would continue to keep them to love them and to guide them in your name we pray amen amen